listening to Parenting Through the Detour, Episode 20, How to Have a Hard Conversation. Howard W. Hunter said, Your detours and disappointments are the straight and narrow way back to him. And we know that men and women are that they might have joy. But when you get taken on a parenting detour, it feels like joy is something that other people get to feel, but not you. It doesn't have to be this way. Join me on this podcast and let's find some joy through your detours. And I'll give you some help along the way. I'm your host, Tina Gosney, and I'm a life and relationship coach and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Welcome, friends. I'm so glad you're here with me on this podcast today. And if you clicked on this episode because you were thinking, man, I need to know how to have a hard conversation, then I want you to come to my November masterclass. It's called Managing Difficult Relationships. And this is something I'm going to talk more about in that masterclass. It's November 17th from 2 to 3 o'clock Mountain Time. The cost is $42, but isn't $42 worth it to get some help right before the holidays in managing difficult relationships and the issues that are going to come up right before the holidays? Yeah, so I spoke, just did a little, taught a little lesson in a Relief Society meeting um, a few days ago, and I asked the women in my ward, I said, hey, what are your issues? What are your biggest issues that cause you stress? During the holidays, what are you worried about? And I would say the number one problem was the stress that they're feeling because of difficult issues surrounding their relationships. So this sounds like you. If you're like the woman in my ward, go to tinagosney.com to register for this masterclass. There is also, I'll put a link in the show notes and you can find it there too. But go to the work with me page on tinagosney.com and get registered and I'll see you there. Okay, on to our topic today, which is having difficult conversations. Are you one of those people that avoids them? I used to be a person that avoided them. I did not like having them. I felt like I didn't know what to say. I would get really emotional and I, and I like all the words that I wanted to say, like I couldn't, literally couldn't think of them anymore. But now I don't love them, but I also don't avoid them. I know how vital they are. They're just so important to moving forward a relationship. So I make sure that I have them when I need to have them. And I want to share with you today some things that will help you also to have hard conversations when you need to have them. But first, why do we avoid them? Because we let things go so long and then we start feeling really angry and resentful. We start feeling like we're taken advantage of sometimes, but the reason we don't have them is just like I said before, like we don't know how to not be emotional and become upset. And sometimes you're afraid that maybe you're going to be judged or ridiculed or the other person's going to argue with you, or maybe they're, they're better arguing than you are. And so you always lose. It feels like a win-lose situation. And lots of times we just let our thoughts run wild. And when we try to express them, this was my problem. It came out as a jumbled mess. And that's because our higher brain, our thinking brain stops working 
when our emotions get really elevated. So no wonder we can't think of anything because our thinking brain stops working. Sometimes we're afraid we're going to hurt the other person's feelings and that causes our relationships to be kind of messy and you just kind of back out from expressing your feelings by saying things like, well, I don't know, or, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's fine. Or, oh, it doesn't even matter anyway, or it's up to you. Or even sometimes it shows up when you think you're being a peacemaker and you say, well, I just want everyone to get along. What you're really doing is avoiding having a conversation about things that need to be talked about. And they don't go away. They just get bigger and they just, that that sweeping under the rug, that lump under the rug just keeps growing and growing and growing if we're not willing to have conversations that are difficult. But what happens when you don't speak up. Really what happens within yourself is that you disconnect from yourself and you become less emotionally present for yourself. You become like one of those hollow chocolate Easter egg bunnies. You look really good on the outside, but on the inside, you're just empty because you haven't expressed the things that you need to. So you've just suppressed those emotions so they don't feel as hard to deal with when you're not expressing them. But difficult speaking is really a difficulty feeling. We experience our lives through our emotions. And you are not truly experiencing your life in a full and rich way if you are not speaking what is true for you. And if you're not speaking what's true for you, your emotions will come out in one way or another. And it's usually in the form of illnesses in your body illnesses, aches and pains, addictions, and it shows up as disconnection from yourself and disconnection from others. There really is no true intimacy in a relationship if you can't have difficult conversations. A lot of people think that you have to be confident in order to speak up, but it's actually speaking up that creates the confidence in you. It's kind of a backwards thing that we think that we have to be super confident in order to speak up and have our opinions heard and to sound and to sound intelligent. And maybe at first the words come out kind of jumbled, but the more you speak up, the more you learn to speak up and the more confidence you develop. Um, I love this quote. It's from Joan Rosenberg, and she wrote one of my favorite books, which is called 90 seconds to a life you love. And she said, expressing yourself with ease is one of the most significant factors in developing emotional strength, unwavering confidence, high self-esteem, and an overall sense of well-being. That is amazing. Can you do you want like more emotional strength, confidence, high self-esteem, and an overall sense of well-being? I know I do. And to do that, you really need to learn to express yourself with ease. That comes with practice. So I'm going to help you with that today. But when you do express yourself, you become less emotionally reactive to challenging events. When you can speak your mind in the moment, it really does take practice to be able to do this. You also need to develop the ability to be a good listener. Because that deepens connections with people in your life. Our words are formed on the left side of our brain. 
But putting our words into experience and being able to express them is on the right side of the brain. When you link those two sides of of the brain together, it becomes more integrated and it helps you to handle your feelings more effectively and to express them more effectively when you are saying the words out loud that are true to you. And when you express yourself more clearly, you're going to have greater emotional health and well-being. You're going to have so much more harmony, emotional resilience, and kindness and compassion for yourself and others. You're going to feel like you're living a more confident, authentic, and resilient life. And you're going to be left feeling more confident regardless of whether the other person takes your words the way that they're intended. Because you can't control the way that they interpret your words. They have thoughts about the things that you're saying and feelings about the things you're saying. And those are theirs to own, not yours. You own your thoughts and your feelings. But so many people avoid having hard conversations because they feel like their own emotions get out of control. And then the other person's emotions will be out of control. And they don't know how to handle that. They don't know how to handle it and it becomes too much and they just say, I'm out. I don't want to do that. But you worry about your own thoughts and you don't need to be afraid of the uncomfortable feelings that you're going to have because you know you can handle them. And if you're not sure you can handle them right now, I want you to go listen to podcast number six about emotional resilience because emotions and what you do with them don't have to be a problem when you know how to handle them correctly. Okay, so let's get into the steps of having a hard conversation. The first thing and the most important thing is to start with love and respect for yourself and for the other person. I can't stress how vital this portion of this problem is about having a hard conversation. You need to feel love for yourself and love for the other person. Did you know that your emotions have a literal vibration in the world, in your body and in the world. So have you ever walked into a room where you could feel the emotions of the people in it, even though no one was talking? It's like, you know, you see somebody come into a room and say, wow, you can cut the tension with a knife in here. Even when no one's talking, you can still feel the vibrations of what was just happening. And love is the emotion with the highest vibration. There is nothing that vibrates at a higher level than love does. And if you can hold love steady through the entire conversation, even though you might get upset, even though you might not like what the other person is saying, especially if they don't like what you're saying to them, and you can hold love steady, the other person will feel that vibration from you, and it has the possibility to influence them if they're willing to let it in. And humans, you and the other person, just think about, like, we all want to feel very safe and connected to the people around us. So when you are coming with an energy of love to another person, it helps them to feel connected and safe with you. And if you're not coming with love to that conversation, then what energy are you bringing to that conversation? Because only 10% of our communication is actually verbal. 
Only 10% is the words that we talk and the words that come out of our mouths. 90% of it is body language, the energy that you show up with. It's metaverbal, which is like the, you know, making eye contact and nodding and, and things like that that show another person that you're engaged in listening to them. And if your words and your energy are not matching, then that person will not feel safe and connected to you because they're going to read your body language, that 90% and not your 10%. They will not remember what you said as much as they will remember how you made them feel. Did you make them feel loved, heard, and understood? That is so important. So make sure that is on your number one list and do not have a hard conversation until you are feeling love for yourself and for the other person. Number two is decide what your goal is. So you really need to decide, why am I having this conversation? What do I really want to get out of it? And lots of times it's that we want a a certain response from the other person. That actually cannot be our goal because we don't have any control over that. If we get the response that we want, that's a bonus. That's just a benefit. But their response to you does not need to determine whether or not the conversation was successful. So if you have a goal to like, I want to request some type of action from them, or I want to give them some information, or I want to let them know how I'm feeling, those are goals that you have control over. You don't have control over how they're responding to you. And when you have this goal in mind, then it helps you to know how you want to communicate with them. And you can also keep in your mind, how do I want to feel before this conversation, during this conversation, and after this conversation? What is my goal? What feeling am I going for? And decide this ahead of time and keep it in your mind as you have this conversation and as you have different emotions come up. And most people believe it's the response from the other person that creates our feelings that we have. So if we're getting the response that we want to from the other person, we're like, wow, that was a successful, I did a good job. That was a successful conversation. But it's actually not that that changes our feelings and helps us feel success. It's it's your ability to express yourself and handle the response that you didn't want that invites you to be stronger and more resilient. And if you get a response that you didn't want, doesn't mean that you failed in that conversation. Had a goal of what you wanted to go in there and communicate. You held that feeling that you wanted to before, during, and after the conversation. Those are better benchmarks for you to measure the success. And like I said, you can't measure that your success by how the other person responds, but you can measure your success by what is the ideal outcome for this conversation for me? What do I want to have communicated or shown up as or or asked for during this conversation? You can totally have that goal for yourself and you don't need to have a goal for anybody else because you really don't have power over that anyway. The third thing I want you to do is make a plan. So it's good to think about these things ahead of time and kind of plan out how this conversation is going to go. 
So some things to keep in mind while you do that is be calm and be direct. Take ownership of the things that you, the thoughts that you have and the feelings that you have by using the word I instead of you. Say, I'm angry instead of you make me angry. Because actually no one has the ability to make you angry. So you're actually owning a truth when you're saying I'm angry instead of you make me angry. And describe your observations with the other person very factually. In fact, if you can bring in specific circumstances to illustrate your point, do that. But do it very factually and leave the emotion out of it. Because once you start to speak, your feelings are probably going to come up and they're going to get stronger. And when you're aware of this, you can just plan for it. So don't let it take you by surprise. And you're going to have, hopefully, you're going to have some back and forth with the other person. So you're also going to need to listen to that other person and be able to tolerate their emotional reactions to what you are saying. It's good to think beforehand, like, how do I think this other person is going to react? Do I, can I anticipate what their words and emotions are and what possibly might happen so it doesn't take me by surprise? It's a good thing to go and ask yourself and spend a little bit of time thinking about. And then when that comes up, how do you think you're going to react? When you, if you are feeling, you know, angry and frustrated and hurt, can you express that feeling without acting it out? Can you say, what you just said is hurtful to me? That's going to go farther than, you know, blaming them and turning it back or trying to justify yourself. And they're going to pay more attention to your emotions than they do to your words. We are so good at reading each other's emotions. So if you're saying like, no, I'm fine. I'm really, it's okay. And you're crying. They are not going to believe you. I promise you, they're going to know that everything is not fine. So these are just some things to keep in mind as you plan for the conversation, just to make sure that you've got some things taken care of before you ever go into it. And it's really good to practice what you want to say out loud because, you know, the thoughts that swirl around in your head don't come out usually the way that you want them to if you haven't already verbalized what you want to say. And remember, when those two parts of the brain come together to express what is true to you, that's when you gain more control over your emotional experience. I think one of the hardest things about having one of these conversations is how to begin and how to end. So here's just a sample of how you might want to start a hard conversation. And remember, you're approaching with love for yourself and love for the other person. So in the beginning, you might want to say something like, hey, there's something I need to talk to you about. And it's probably going to be a little bit uncomfortable. And it might be hard for you to hear this. I want you to know it's also really hard for me to say this, but I'm telling you this because I really love and respect you and I love and respect you so much that that's why I want to talk to you about this because I really need for you to know what I'm going to tell you. And sometimes in the past when we've talked about, you know, when we've talked about things that are hard, I notice that you tend to get upset or sometimes you make light of what I'm saying, but this is really important to me and I want you to know that. So that's just a sample of a beginning that you can take. 
you can take from it what you need and change it to make it your own too. So at the end, make sure you're thanking them for talking with you. You can just say, hey, thanks so much. You've given me a lot to think about, and I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts with me. I'm going to take some time and think about it. So is, is it okay if we check back in in a few days after we both have time to think about the things that we've talked about? That's a great way to end a conversation. The other person will feel like you've heard what they said and that you're going to think about it. And then make sure if you tell them you're going to check back in with them in a few days, that you actually check back in with them in a few days and let them know some additional thoughts you might have had. So things that you need to be aware of as you have one of these conversations, and I've talked about this already, but you need to be willing to feel the feelings that come to you. Sometimes that can be scary. Sometimes it's really like the unknown. I don't know how I'm going to feel. makes me really worried and uncomfortable. But knowing that you're going to have some uncomfortable emotions come up and that you can handle them is key. And notice that you need to be aware as the back and forth goes on, the other person will also have that emotional response to you. And you'll need to manage your thoughts about their emotions. Because we want to just naturally mirror the emotions of the people around us. That's human nature. If they get angry, then we get angry. If they're frustrated with us, we get frustrated with them. But keep your goal in mind and remember how you want to feel during this conversation so that you can stay focused on your goal. One thing I haven't really talked about because this is a planned conversation that you're initiating, but there are plenty of times that somebody else comes to us and out of the blue tells you, no, hey, we need to have a talk. And what happens if you don't have time to prepare? The best thing you can do is to just try to come from that place of love. You can listen to what they have to say and then tell them, I really appreciate you coming to me and sharing your thoughts with me. I really do. I really love you. And I want to take some time to think about that. Is this is it okay if we come back at a later time and pick this discussion up again after I've had some time to, to think about it? That's a great way to handle that realizing that you might be a little defensive about what they're going to say. But if you can't take the time or if they're just kind of coming at you and and wanting an answer right then, do some deep breathing, deep, deep breathing, and listen without getting defensive. That's kind of a tricky one. That's Actually, it's not a little bit tricky. It's a lot tricky. Listening without getting defensive. And thanking them for sharing their thoughts with you, even you're not, even if you're not really sure that you're grateful for them in the moment, but just realize that their experience of you comes from their own thoughts and feelings, and those are true for them. So you, as you learn to speak up and not be a hollow chocolate Easter egg bunny, you're going to find that you have more confidence and peace and connection in your life even though these things are difficult to talk about. Okay, that's what I have for you today. Don't forget to go register for my November Masterclass Wednesday the 17th from 2 to 3 Mountain Time. You can find that link in the show notes and you can find a link on my website, tinagosny.com. I'll see you there.